0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is the Becca Sweet Show. I'm coming to you once again from New York City. Today on my podcast, I will be discussing the lovely, beautiful, slain playmate, Dorothy Shraden. Now Dorothy Shraden was a Playboy Playmate. Um and I believe she made Playmate in 1979 and she passed away on August 14th, 1980. Her husband uh murdered her, uh, Paul Snyder. He blew her head off and I am going to get into that in a minute. Um but what I want to say about Dorothy uh, is this: Dorothy was a innocent twenty year old girl to me. I mean, people say, "Oh, when you're twenty, you can say woman," but she was still a woman. I, I mean, sorry, a girl in a way. Um, She was innocent, okay, gullible, as Hugh Hefner put it, and. She did not deserve to have her life taken so very young. And when I think of Dorothy, I think of a breath of fresh air. I think of springtime. um, As you hear in my uh, background, I think of the birds humming and um, just beautiful, wonderful flowers and, you know, running through a field and... Her just looking up at the sky and saying to herself that, you know, I have such a beautiful life and I am loved, I am adored, um, I am wonderful, I have all these great things going for me. And right up underneath, here is this Hulk, which is her scumbag husband, Paul Snyder, just looking at her and Predator. And saying i 'm going to take it all away because I am jealous you 're soaring you 're going places you're you're going high, and i 'm going low, and you 're going there without me, okay and he sure enough did, so I am going to go right into it. Dorothy was born Dorothy Ruth. Houghton-Shratton, February 28, 1960, in Vancouver, Canada. And she died, feb- um, sorry, she died August 14, 1980, in West Los Angeles, California, by the hands of her husband, Paul Snyder. Now, I need to remind you out there, people saying, wow, her husband, Paul Snyder, well, she was getting a divorce trying to get away from Paul but Paul just kept on like a old rash or nasty scar I and mean, he just kept trying to come into her life and she was trying to push him out because Dorothy um there was only two partners in her life and I'm going to talk about them too I'm talking about one now um and uh, there were two partners in her life her first one excuse me husband Paul Snyder and, um, then she had Peter Bondanovich and Peter Bondonovich was a director and producer in Hollywood. Um, yeah, so, and I'll get into that later about him and her with their relationship until her death. So Dorothy, um, had a mother and her mother name was Nellie Hooten Tratton And Dorothy never really knew her father. Um, Her father left when she was only three years old. And Dorothy had two other siblings, uh, sister Louise and her brother John. And Dorothy was the oldest and Louise was the second and her brother John was the third. I do know that Louise is still living, but I really don't know much about John. I really don't, her brother. Um, but he was, uh, I remember after Hef talk, cause I didn't really know about Dorothy Tratton and how I heard about Dorothy was Hef when I met him. Hef said to me, he goes, you know, I don't want to bring this up, but he goes, you remind me of Dorothy. And I was like, well, who is that? He said, I'll tell you in a minute. He said, because you're so innocent. And because, you know, everybody that knows me know that I come from a very religious home. And when I got to the mansion, my eyes were like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> um, Yeah. But anyways, I'll talk about the Playboy Mansion in another um podcast radio show of mine. But, uh, Yeah. So, um, Dorothy, um, was like helping her mother out in the family. She, her, her mother was a cafeteria worker. Um, she worked in the cafeteria. So you can imagine her mother was not making a lot of money and Dorothy stepped in to get a job. Okay. To support her mother while her mother working and her two siblings because like louise said her sister dorothy was kind of like their second mom which well dorothy taught her sister louise how to tie her shoes and um how to wash dishes and how to cook a little bit and um yeah and john was just a little baby her brother so she did mostly a lot because her mother was working double hours and just trying to stay afloat. And so Dorothy, uh, I believe she was 16, if not 17. But I believe 16. She got a job at the Dairy Queen there in um, Vancouver, Canada. And they said when Dorothy got the job, she was so happy and over the moon because she really couldn't believe that they were hiring her at such a young age. And it could have even been 15 because she was there for a while before... She took off a Playboy. But, you know, I guess whoever hired her, it was a guy, though. I, I believe they really feel like, you know, Dorothy, I can see her now with her innocent face. She's walking in and, you know, and she's just like, oh, you know, I need a job because, you know, my mom. And that's how she talked. A very innocent, sweet, low voice. My mom needs help, you know, duh. And they're like, okay. And they see this beautiful girl. But, you know, Dorothy growing up, Dorothy really didn't think that she was beautiful, um they said that in school um you know people call her the ugly duckling they picked on her because you know she had the real big lips and um she was kind of busty and and little short tiny waist and she didn't know one day she was gonna really like just turn heads um but yeah so how it happened, um, Dorothy was working at the Dairy Queen and it was uh I believe it, it could've it, it could have been nineteen seventy eight. They didn't I don't know Hef or whoever wanna look at um the documentaries and people talked about her at the mansion, they really didn't say when Paul met her, but it could have been nineteen seventy eight, okay? And Paul walks into the Dairy Queen. Now, let me give you a little backstory about a husband, Paul Snyder. He wasn't a husband just yet, okay? I'm explaining about when they first met. Paul was known in Vancouver, Canada, okay, known around the neighborhood as the Jewish pimp. Um, he was Jewish, and he grew up kind of feeling abandoned. Didn't really have a really good um, childhood. And his brother was saying and talking, I saw in the documentary. And so Paul always felt like an outcast. He was bullied at school. Um, He just really felt little, like he could not accomplish anything. So he was one of those guys that really tried hard, uh, you know, really trying to do the best he could, um, you know, trying to be that front runner. But it just wasn't working for him. But when he saw Dorothy, when he walked into the Dairy Queen, he walked into the Dairy Queen, excuse me, with two women. And, I mean, of course, they they said they were young. They had to be 18, 20. And, of course, he was pimping them out, okay, um, because that's what he did, okay. Um, and they said Paul Snyder, as Hugh, Hugh Hefner put it, he wore the polyester suits, and Hugh Hefner said he was trying to be this... Um, saturday night live fever uh john travolta kind of guy because let's face it at that time disco disco was in that sort of thing um yeah so paul snyder walks into the dairy queen and what he saw when he first seen dorothy was cha money cha chain money he was he looked at her and he said wow I can make a whole lot of money. And can you imagine Dorothy saying to you, do you want vanilla or do you want chocolate? Okay. So she said that all the time. She didn't know that her life was getting ready to change. And Paul Snyder, he pretty much knew. If I can get this girl to Hollywood and take her clothes off, my life is going to change too. And both of their lives, sure enough, did. It change. Um. So what happened was, um, Paul. They said he came in again, and of course, uh, Dorothy accepted. And Dorothy looked at him and said, "Wow, maybe this guy is like a father figure to me now. He's saying he could take care of me." And I really don't think in the beginning she knew what pimping was or she knew what he did as a living he also was like a promoter for clubs and things but basically like it has been known that he worked and float around the gentlemen's club like the women that dance um topless or so and hey if that's your thing um do 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 what you do okay um they make a lot of money so at the end of the day I'm not here judging. If that's what people do, that's what they do. So, um, so Paul Snyder and Dorothy, they start dating, okay? And uh, they start dating. And I don't know what it was, but I remember her sister Louise said in the documentary that her mother thought that Paul, this was this guy coming in to sweep her daughter off her feet. And I don't think Dorothy's mother Nellie knew that Paul was a pimp. I really don't. But they said back of her mind, she really didn't trust him. She always gave him that eye look. And he told her I would take care of her. Um I you know, she's she's not gonna have to worry about working at Dairy Queen, which well, okay. He took her to Playboy. But um yeah, I mean, and, and and believe it. He took her to her prom when they were dating, and he was older than her. And he took her to her prom, and I'm pretty sure when she walked in, uh, they were saying that people were looking because I saw the movie starring um, Jamie Lee Curtis, and it was called Death of a Playmate. It's really good, and it, and also to Star Eighty uh Eric Roberts that's Julia Roberts brother. you can check it out. uh you probably can find it on YouTube, but I have um the movies I downloaded it um a few years ago, and it's really good, like really, really good. Jamie Lee Curtis did a good job, and the actors in Star Eighty did a really good job and I'll tell you about how Star Eighty came about. Well Dorothy Tratton became playmate of the year in nineteen eighty and that was actually supposed to be her year but she was murdered that year of course by the hands of her scumbag husband Paul Snyder so he just, Paul and her you know he takes her to a prom and then he now he got her in love like she's in love so he like really real real her in and say I'm going to make you famous um and she's like oh really oh okay um and he's like um but there's one catch Uh, I need you to take your clothes off. There's this photographer that's going to shoot you. And um, I'm going to take your pictures to Playboy. And you're going to be this huge star, like Marilyn Monroe was. So, at the time, you know, she's in love. She's thinking, you know, maybe this guy is going to marry me one day. Okay, he's taking care of me. Because they said Paul will buy her clothes and... You know, prance her around town and show her off and everything. And Dorothy was pretty tall. And, um, of course, Paul was tall himself. And so um, he took her to a photographer and her pictures came out wonderful. But the thing was, during the shoot, she was crying. And they said, um, actually, Paul, brother, I don't know if he was there or not, but I'm pretty sure maybe Paul told him. She was crying, and um, she was just like, oh, you know, I don't want to. He's like, oh, come on, baby, you know, come on, you're going to get used to it. And then all of a sudden, I guess when she saw her pictures, how beautiful she was, how glamorous she was, she warmed up. But as they say, when she got to the Playboy Mansion, she was still shy. So all of a sudden, her pictures reached the desk of Hef, Hef, Hugh Hefner, and he's like, wow, who is this girl? And so they were like Dorothy Tratton, Dorothy Hooton Tratton. And then they changed her name. Of course, Playboy did to Dorothy Tratton. And so Hugh Hefner flies her out to L.A. And Dorothy Tratton's eyes are probably just like, wow. Because, you know, being at the Playboy Mansion, me as a witness, I can honestly tell you that it is just amazing like when you step out of the car and you just even before you step out of the car when you roll up that hill in the car and you see this beautiful mansion on a hill and all these animals and then you when they open the front door for you like open up the red carpet you're just like oh my god like wow it's a new life it's like the disney world of just glam And you see all these beautiful girls in one room, and these celebrities, and you know there's the grotto, and there's the pool, and the tennis courts, and the um, peacock—sorry, the peacocks, and (laughs) and the birds, and the spider monkeys. I could go on forever. I'm gonna talk about Playboy on another podcast. But Hef had all of this amazing um, excitement, and. you know I'm pretty sure Dorothy Stratton was just like wow what's going on here um you know this is amazing woohoo and all this excitement and so I can just imagine um Dorothy like wow and so Paul you know he's just like um he calls her and he's like oh you know um, are you having fun? And she's like, yeah. I mean, let's face it. I've been there before. <laughs> um, yeah. I how i in Mexico. But anyways, uh, boyfriend. I am no longer with ex-boyfriend. But anyways, um, so that's how it is. You know, girls, you know, we go off and, you know, we model. And and, and we don't be doing nothing. But anyway, so, you know, uh, <laughs> Paul Snyder will like stalk her and be like, is she doing something? You know, is she... Uh, no, 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 no. I I don't even think like they said that Dorothy slept with him. I I really don't because she was innocent and she really loved Paul at that time. And, um, she was really being, um, they, they said faithful now. So let me just go right into this. So she has the, um, photo shoot. And the pictures come back. Hef loved them. His whole team loved them. And so, you know, he was trying to find that girl for his 25th anniversary um, edition. um, Special edition. And they said that he, you know, he thought that uh, Dorothy was really, really good. But I believe they gave it to the model. I believe he told me it was Candy Long or Candice Long. Candy Long. Uh, anyways, he gave it to another uh, Playboy model, and she became um, the Playmate of the Month. And then um, that that special twenty fifth anniversary girl. And so he's out because Dorothy was young, and you know she's shy, and she needs to grow a little bit. But kid you not, the next year, nineteen eighty, she became Playmate of the Year. So she was Playmate of the Month uh nineteen seventy nine. And she's just living it up. Like people are meeting her, they're loving her. Um, she just, just this girl, breath of fresh air. Um, and and they said they all knew it. Hef knew, he knew, he knew that she was going to be a star. Everyone could feel it. They're like, Dorothy, this new girl is great. This girl is awesome. This girl is just ravishing she's gorgeous she's stunning she's just drop uh sorry drop dead blonde bombshell and paul snyder you you know he was back home in vancouver doing his thing like they said he had um wet t-shirt concert uh uh thing going on um he had a Saturday night live kind of contest. Who wore the white polyester suit best. Then he goes out to the Playboy Mansion. And he meets Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner did not like him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from the start. He can tell a snake when he see one. They say he didn't, Hugh did not like him. Hugh said I didn't like him at all when I saw his face. I didn't. He said, um, you could tell that he was trying to be more than what he was. He was saying, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My friend said this and that and this and that. And I mean, he now, Paul Snyder was friends with um, a guy. Uh, he was on the Beverly Hills Billy as uh Rowe, And his name is Max Bear. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Um, I saw him in a documentary. And he said that, um, he told Paul, what are you doing? You need to take her back to um, Vancouver, Canada and marry her. Like, get her out of here. You know, she don't belong in Hollywood. He said, you know, she doesn't. Um, and so Paul just looked at Dorothy and said, this is my meal ticket. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, this is my meal ticket. So, um, Dorothy Stratton's career was just really soaring, okay? And, I mean, she was getting, like, offers. A lot of offers. Like, just coming out of woozwa, Okay? If I can say that, alright? And, Paul can feel her slipping away. I mean, when she made Playmate of the year 1980 uh she got a beautiful brand new car 25 well actually no for the playmate of the year twenty five thousand. i mean you could look and and hear about the gifts that she got uh because i i know you do playboy stuff the money you get and i believe she got like a hundred something thousand dollars when she made playmate of the year But let me tell you something, if you can make that, all kind of offers come with that. I've had Playmate friends tell me, uh, there's one girl, Sarah Underwood, she's Playmate of the Year, and she's such a a sweetheart, and I was there at the mansion, she loved me to death, and she told me, if you can make Playmate of the Year, you get so many benefits, like you get so many things, like if, you know, if you can make that. And so, um, Dorothy Tratton may play made of the year, and I remember seeing in the documentary Paul his face like Dorothy was pushing him away, like pushing literally pushing him away, and he's he you know she's trying to like talk to other people, sign autographs, and he is just like bothering her, and she's looking. And uh, one of the photographers and scouts for Playboy uh, that been with Playboy, uh, I, I end up meeting her when she was there. Over forty three years, uh, she said that you could see her on camera. She's asking Dorothy, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?" And Dorothy like, "No, no, no. He's bothering me. I'm not okay. I'm not okay." And Paul just would not leave Dorothy alone. Now. This is how it happened. This is what I heard. The reason Paul got pushed and shung out of, however you say it, okay, that's when they get rid of you. Goodbye. So long. See you later. Uh, got pushed out of the Playboy Mansion. Now, before that, he could feel Dorothy slipping away. And everybody knew that it was coming. And... He asked Dorothy to marry him, okay? He's like, Dorothy, you know, will you marry me? And she said yes. And they said that when Dorothy said yes to him, they were like, what are you thinking? Like, they knew at that point that her life was in danger. And they said there was nothing that they could do about it. Because Dorothy kept saying to one of her playmate friends, I owe this to him. And so, her friend was like, what are you talking about? You don't owe him anything. Oh, you don't understand. All this success that I'm having is because of Paul. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. He took me out of the Dairy Queen, and he brought me to America, and he brought me to Hollywood, and I wouldn't be here getting movie deals and contracts and the world knowing who I am and I'm on the Johnny Carson show and I'm on this show and and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm being this celebrity and and I'm having a good old time. Well, everybody knew that people said they could just feel because of Paul's jealousy and his you know, knowing that Dorothy was slipping away. So, okay, Dorothy and him get married, okay, and, um, it, it just became one big powder keg, all right. Um, and uh, they said that um, he was at the Playboy Mansion uh, one day or whenever it happened, and they said Paul was uh, in the pool a grotto, whichever one it was. I remember have said this and heard this from other people as well. He was literally flirting with other women. And kid you not, he was caught with another woman. And when Hef got word of that, Hef said, oh no, 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 no. He kicked him out. Because Hef knew that Dorothy was innocent, beautiful, and she could have done better. And she married a slime ball, a scumbag. And that I mean that made Hugh Hefner furious. Okay? That made him furious. And they said after that, the only time Paul was invited to the mansion was when he was with Dorothy. Hef said, I do not want him here if Dorothy is not here. I don't want him here. Now, I know when Hef was sitting us down telling us about it and the documentaries I saw, I don't know if... Dorothy ever knew that Paul cheated on her or however it happened. Maybe he kissed a girl or went to bed with the girl. And number one, that's a no-no. You don't do that. He was married to her. Whether you're married to someone or not, when you're with someone, be faithful. Be loving to them. Don't do that. That's not right. But, hey, Paul was a pimp, okay? He pimped girls out. That's what he did for a living, all right? So, there you go, okay? Um, and so, um there were times where like I said before he felt her slipping away and then Dorothy meets Peter Bondanovich uh the big Hollywood director and producer and Peter Bondanovich is way older than Dorothy I think at the time Dorothy was 20 and Peter was what 45 I don't I don't know his exact age at the time but Um, he meets Dorothy at the mansion at a party and they just start talking and um you know and Peter Peter Bondanovich was friends with Hef. Now, I'm gonna get to this now before I forget, but before uh after Dorothy's death, excuse me, after Dorothy's death, Peter and Hugh Hefner had a falling out. They didn't talk anymore for a while. And I don't know if you all know this or not, but because of Dorothy Stratton's death, and there were a lot of fingers pointing at Hef because they're saying, okay, these are all these beautiful women at the mansion, you got floating around, you know, you got these guys, um, fantasizing, Lord knows what, they blame him mostly for Dorothy's death, and and Hugh Hefner had a stroke, he, he, he almost died, he had a stroke, and then after that, he said, he was just like, you know, I understood it wasn't my fault, and you know and but yeah um but uh so paul is no longer really invited to the playboy mansion um he's uh exile out bye goodbye so long so be it good riddance hasta la vista baby okay (laughs) he's out and Dorothy is getting all of these movie deals. Um, she was in a couple of TV shows. Um, you can look it up. You can Google it on U- or either YouTube it. As I always say, YouTube is like the new Google. And um, so, and, and then, you know, she was getting movie deals. And there was this one movie where she played a robot. And I never watched it, but have said it was one of, um, I think it was, Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if it was that movie or if it was um, they all laugh. I believe I believe it was they all laugh. I'm not sure, but Quentin Tarantino uh, he says wow when you know when he saw who Dorothy Stratton was. Um, so. Uh, yeah, one of the movies she did is one of Quentin Tarantino's. He's a wonderful director, by the way. I would love to work with him one day. He's just, oh my God, Kill Bill and all the other movies. Oh, Jesus Christ. Quentin Tarantino, oh my God. If, oh, if he ever, like, said to me, would you be in one of my films? I would be like, you talking to me? Okay. (laughs) But he's a wonderful, um, uh, director. So getting back to Dorothy and Peter Bondovich, they started having an affair. And you know, Paul Snyder really probably felt in his being, his soul, his gut, something not right. Like, you know, something's going on. I need to really check this out. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure he was like, hmm, something's not right, like. Because they said like when he, and by the way, as we all know, there were no cell phones at the time, okay? None at all. No cell phones existed. So they said that when he called um, Dorothy's uh, room, hotel room, or he called the mansion or wherever Dorothy was. Um, I don't know per se, but um, they said Dorothy was not there or she ignores calls and wouldn't pick up. Now, I need to remind you that everybody is telling her that Paul is no good. You need to get a divorce. You need to separate from him. You need to get away. And she start growing and start noticing this, okay? Because a lot of people was really scared, you know, and they, they said that, you know, um, even Johnny Carlson and other people, they were really kind of like staring at her and looking at her because everyone in Hollywood could see I mean they could see what was about to happen they could see it, they, they really could and uh, I just need to throw this out there to you all that's listening um, Paul Snyder is really the founder and creator of the Shippendale Dancers and when I hear about that see that, know that It really breaks my heart because you know he was not the sharpest tool in the shed when it came to doing business he really wasn't okay and his idea they said his business partners stole it from him now you would think i believe that if okay this is my take and i'm gonna get on the part of dorothy okay Ah, God, let me take a breath here, okay? Because there's so much to say, but I'm going to keep it short. If you, okay, have this beautiful woman that's turning into a star, made playmate, playmate of the year, and the whole world loving her, and she's growing, and she's this big star for 1980, um, and you're, honestly, you're her husband. Like, you should not be trying to be more than what you are. Like, you should be relaxed, be positive, try to treat her good, don't be flirting, sleeping with other women, whatever. And, you know, like I said, I met the man. Hef was a nice guy. Like, he could tell if, if you were BSing. Because... Like he said to me and others, he met so many people. He knew if he was going to sign you a contract to Playboy. He knew if you were going to model for him. He knew if you were full of crap. You, The man knew everything about you. Honestly, before you stepped foot in the mansion, he wanted your birth certificate. He wanted your DNA, okay? Which, well, I had to go to the doctor and stuff, honestly, because he wanted to make sure that you was uh, squeaky clean, all right? He didn't have anybody just come up in there, there was no model just modeling for him or uh, being a playmate. He wanted squeaky clean, whatever you did after, like he said, whatever you do, that's on you. But when you're underneath me, this these are my rules, and you don't have to sleep with anybody you don't want to have to sleep with. You don't have to because I asked him that, and he said, No, you do not. He said, I want you to make money and have fun, that's what it's about. And I'm going to teach you how to be adequate, I'm going to teach you. There's someone there to help you with that, but I'm going to be in and out with all you girls and in and out the ones he picked, including me, you know, he said in and out, in and out, in and out. So going back to Dorothy, all right, I'm going to get off of me, all right, just give you a little insight about the Playboy Mansion and Playboy. So, um, you know, if, if, if Paul Snyder was not such, well, first of all, his history, his past could not hide who he was. Okay. So the minute he hit the Playboy Mansion door, Hef already didn't like him. Because he looked at him like, Hef said, I saw one thing when I looked at Paul Snyder. And it was pimp, alright? It was pimp. And it turned Hef's stomach. Now, people would be like, well, look what Hef would do. No, it was totally different. It was totally different. Hef created this fantasy world and this, uh, uh, you know, beautiful. I, I, I can't even explain it. Oh my God, that's another topic on my radio podcast. And you're going to be like, oh, okay, well, it's not that bad that <laughs> I thought. And um, honestly, if you step foot in there or if he like you and wanted you to model for him, put you in a magazine, be a cyber girl or a playmate um, or uh, uh, one of the girls at his party, you knew that you, you know that you're hot. You know that you one of the bad bitches, excuse my French, everyone that's listening, you know that you one of the bad bitches ever walked this earth. Because let me tell you something, every beautiful girl can't do Playboy. And have said, there, there's something that I always look for when I look at that beautiful girl. Is her body, the way she talks, the way she carries herself, the way she smiled, the way she look. And one thing Hef is about, he loved young, innocent girls. And he said, I was young then. <laughs> well, way young. But he said, <laughs> he said anybody over 24 was old for him. <laughs> he did. He did. But then if he married you, of course, he stayed with you. And he was married three times. And of course... But he married Crystal Harris, and I met her. Crystal Harris was not 24 when he married her. So, okay. Um, But, you know, he said that, I mean, Barbie Benton told me that and some other girls. And Barbie's nice. That was one of his um, girlfriends for a while. And I think 1960-something. And, of course, Barbie Benton was like, 21, 22, when she met Hef, and she made a country album, and she told us all about her. So I know a lot about her, but she's a nice woman, and God bless her wherever she is today. But um, yeah, but but you know, things change, and of course, you know, he changed, and it wasn't 24 or under anymore. He went higher when he got older. <laughs> okay, Hef was like way old when I met him. But anyways, he was a sweetheart. But anyways, I'll give you a little insight again about Playboy. Um, But going back to um Paul Snyder. You know, if, if Paul would have been, like, nice. And let's say, like, he wasn't that. And he was a nice man that Dorothy married. Okay, I'm just going off a little bit. Because I wish it would have been that way. And, you know, he plucked out the Dairy Queen. However they said it. Took her out. And he just happened to be this nice guy and and you know he just thought that maybe his wife or girlfriend was beautiful, and let me take her to the playboy mansion and and well have pictures done, and then she goes to the playboy mansion, maybe he would have liked him and the idea that he created the uh chippendale dancers he should have went to Hef with that like he even though he was thrown- I don't know if it was before he was thrown out of the mansion. Or after he was thrown out of the mansion when he came up with the idea because you know, us as Playboy models we wore the um cuffs with the bunny suit. But um of um he he had the idea of of with with the men dancers with the cuffs because us girls with the um cuffs that we wore. And just for the record um, <laughs> I cannot post them, but I, there are pictures bunny suit. And Hef, uh, gives in my contract, but I didn't do the magazine because, like I said, I come from a religious home. My parents like, no, 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 I want you to do it. Please don't do it. And I didn't do it. Um, Hef had me wear pink. And I had a real close relationship with his brother, Keith. He died one year before Hef. And I believe Keith died of, um, cancer. And, um... But, yeah, but, um, Keith got married before he died, um, yeah, and she's a wonderful woman, uh, his widow, but, yeah, um, but, and I remember Keith said to me, I, I said, I want to wear blue, I want to wear blue, I want to wear light blue, I want to be like Courtney, Courtney is was a playmate at the time. Um, and me and her were like besties. I'm like, I want to be like Courtney. I, I want to wear, I, I want to wear a, a blue. I want to wear the light blue. And Hef says no because of your skin tone, you go in pink. And he gave me that stern look. And I said yes, sir. And I put my head down. He said, now can can we enjoy Monday night movie night? Cause every night at every Monday night at the mansion, there's movie night. <laughs> so make this long story short. And I walked out because Keith was in, it, and I come in there. i like, Ugh. he's like, no, 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 you gotta wear pink. He says, it's my brother's um, company. You know, he's the head guy. You know, he he says what goes. I, he's, I'm sorry, I, I I can't, sweetie, I can't, I can't go over my brother. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh. And um, so going back to um. Uh, Paul Snyder, yeah. If he would have just been nice, I'm pretty sure health would have helped him with that idea. But now I'm going to go into the last day of Dorothy Tratton. So, how it happened, um, now Dorothy, uh, like I said, she was having an affair with Peter Bondonovich, and some kind of way Paul got wind of it. He knew something was going on, and something was not going right, okay? and um, now, the Shippendale dancer idea was just taken away from him, so you know he's furious now. Dorothy's not picking up his phone calls. he can't get a hold of her. He knows I think he I think he hired a private investigator. yes, he did. I remember someone telling me that. That he hired a private investigator. He knew that Dorothy was what Peter Bondonovich, Okay, I like saying the same Peter Bondanovich, Bondanovich. I say it right. Yay! Let me stop. So, anyways, um, on August fourteenth, nineteen eighty, Dorothy left Peter Bondanovich's house. Okay, now no one really knew where she was going, but Peter said to her, um, "You know." Are are you going to go see uh Paul? And she kind of like... Peter said she kind of like well, like... well, if I do, I need to talk to him. And he said, please don't go over there. Please don't go over there. There's nothing you need to say more to him. Just let it go. Let the divorce papers come to him in the mail. You know, we're going to get married, you and I. When you get a divorce, we're going to live our life together. And she didn't listen. God, um... So anyways, Dorothy uh, you know, she had a nice I have to say this, she she rewarded a nice, beautiful jaguar, but she sold it to um help her family out back in Canada. And she went over to Paul Snyder's house that day. And um and, and she had like a old green mercury car. And um I saw uh when I looked online about it, I saw this police footage of her car sitting right outside the house. Very, very eerie, okay? Dorothy, I'm just wondering to myself, what was she thinking when she was driving? Like, you know, I mean, you could imagine, if you could, for a minute, what was she thinking? Should I go? Should I turn around? And she also told us, sister Louise that... I will come later and pick you up. I think it was like around 4 o'clock or something. No, excuse me. She was supposed to pick her sister, Louise, up. But that that would never come. Poor thing. And um, you can imagine, when she's driving over to Paul Snyder's house, she pulls up, okay? And can you imagine Paul at the door? She goes in the house. And the door closes behind her and Dorothy Stratton would never see the light of day again. And they they said that um, in her purse I think there were like $2,000 in her purse. I I don't know. But that's what I heard. Uh, Or at least in the movie. There were $2,000 found in her purse and she had divorce papers with her. And, oh I, oh, I think she had divorce papers with her. But I know that they said that, um, they, they really believed that she was going there to give Paul money to say, hey, this is the end. Um, you know, I can't do this anymore. Um, I'm getting a new life. And, um, she went there and, uh... To talk, And we don't know what happened. Okay. And the next thing you know. You know what happened. Right. Um, and they said that people. Couldn't possibly hear the gunshots. Because. The house that Paul Snyder lived in. And was found dead in. With Dorothy. There was a um, highway. He lived like. Underneath or over highway. So. There's a lot of cars going by. I mean, you could just imagine you know the highway, how all the cars and this is during the day. It's not like two in the morning, one in the morning. so you can imagine um just you know uh what happened, and we don't know. Let's just take a second and let's just think that Dorothy is confronting Paul and saying you know, it's over. I'm in love with Peter and, um, I'm not going to say his last name. Okay. But, um, I get a feeling from Dorothy right now. Um, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm getting a feeling of joy. Okay. I have this energy thing spiritual about me. Um, call it what you will. I can't help it right now, but I, I really feel that, um, she's smiling right now and saying I'm at peace, but, yeah, and then, boom, she tells him, it's over, I'm done with you. And you can imagine, and and Paul is just saying, you're not going to leave me, you're not going to leave me. And then he takes out the shotgun. And they said, from the autopsy photo, she put her hand up, because there was a real big bullet hole in her hand. Can you imagine? Can you Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, can you imagine, like the bullet hole that went through the palm of her hand? I believe, I believe it was her left hand. But they said she put a hand up, and he shot right at her. And I don't know how many times, but I do know, I, I saw the, I saw the autopsy photos. I mean, I saw the crime scene. Sorry, the crime scene. And it's really, really, really bad. He blew her head off. And her fingers from the the gun um, uh, wounds, or have you call it, her fingers were blown off on one, or, one of her hands. That's crazy, yo. Now, this is the most wicked part, all right? Hear me very clear. After he kills her, he doesn't kill himself right away. This is an autopsy report. He wanders around in the room, okay, because there's, like, they took evidence, you know, foot, you know, little blood footsteps of hers on him. And he has this share that he made, another idea that he tried to make money from. Because they say anything he tried to do, Paul Snyder tried to make money from. He puts her on it, okay. I'm going to try to keep this clean as possible. And you know what he tried to do with her? Bend over, all right? He tried to... Have sex with her or if he, I think he did. And then after that, he puts a shotgun in his mouth and he blows his head off. Isn't that crazy? Now her sister Louise is waiting on her. And she said Dorothy never came. Dorothy never came. Peter is waiting for her to return back home. And it's getting late. It's getting dark. And Dorothy is not there. Dorothy did never come and pick up her sister. Okay, because her sister was visiting her at the time. And I believe her sister was staying there at the house with her and Peter, if I'm not mistaken. But now this is a catch before I'm out of here. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is a catch. Um, Peter Vondanovich was so, so obsessed, okay, however you want to call it, I don't know, but he was so obsessed with Dorothy, he ended up marrying her sister Louise, okay, later on, and they had a they had a really good marriage, and honestly, I don't know what year uh, Peter Bondanovich and Dorothy Stratton's sister uh, got a divorce, I don't know what year they got married, and I don't know what year they divorced, but they had a really good marriage. And um, if you look at Louise, she looked almost identical to Dorothy. Talks like Dorothy. So I can understand Peter saying, wow, that's another hottie right there. I don't know how he said it, okay? I'm just I'm just saying. But Peter looking like, wow, that's a hottie right there. Wow, she sounds like her sister. She looks like her sister. Hmm. Okay. You know, okay. All right. Let me, let me see, uh, let me see. And then they get together and... Because remember, they didn't really have a father in their life. And I think that Louise also was looking for that father figure. Because they had their mother, um, but they didn't have their father. And, um... You know, some people are like that in life. They just grab anything that comes along if they show them a smile or whatever. They're like, oh, I'll just take him because he seems like he's into me. Or she seems like she into me, so I'll take them. Um, but I have to say this before I'm out of here. God rest Dorothy's soul. Um, what could have been if the beautiful, lovely um, breath of fresh air didn't die? And she wasn't slain by the hands of her scumbag husband, Paul Snyder. Because when she died, they still were married. And I look at it in a way as, you know, actually the divorce was on the rise. But she never got that chance. And she should have honestly never, ever went over there. See, me being not 20 and living life. And experiencing life. Um, I'm sure you all out there living your life. And to the fullest. But hopefully you are. But honestly I, I wouldn't have went. Like uh uh. And remember I told you back. Earlier. And a lot of people know this. That knew her. And it has been said. Because he found her. Took out the Dairy Queen. She thought that she owed him. And that's why she married him. And she thought she owed him so that I believe she went there that last time to tell him that it's over with. And I mean, y- you know, when when it comes to that, you have to really, really watch someone. And I think that's why Hef blamed Peter and then Peter blamed Heth. You know, but honestly, what are you going to blame Heth about? I mean, I'm not saying that because I knew the man and the man was a wonderful guy and... He wasn't this pervert that, you know, people think he is. I mean, I was really stunned because, you know, I'm not going back on that, but that's another uh, podcast episode. But I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't really his fault. I mean, what, because you're trying to say because Hugh Hefner had her around all these people and she was at the mansion and a lot of us turned out okay. We're doing just fine. I mean, I know a lot of playmate girls I stay in contact with. I'm not going to name names here, but uh, I know a lot of them married now, got kids. They're doing well, and they're just fine. You know, they they, they know how to live their life. Uh, they, they watch out for danger. Uh, they do the right thing. But I think Dorothy was just too young. She was 20 years old. She was just a baby. And when, you know, when you're telling someone like that or... Dating someone like Peter was at the time. You really, 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 really can't. You got to watch him. You got to make sure they're okay. You can't let them go by themselves. How do we didn't know that Paul was outside of Peter house stalking? I, I don't know if he did that. But how do we know? Or, you know, because he had a private investigator. And the private investigator saying, oh, they left dinner together. And they did this together. And by the way, before I'm out of here. um, Yeah, her last film was They All Laughed with john ritter and um i do or watch three's company because it's one of my mom favorite shows really great show i'm pretty sure a lot of you know who suzanne summers is she's still alive thank god john ritter, ritter is dead i forgot what year he died but i believe he died of a heart attack god rest his soul but um yeah i mean um and 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 i remember i saw in a documentary peter said that um When Dorothy died that day, well, he found out later that night. um, And then, you know, Hugh Hefner found out the next day. But they said, I mean, Peter said that um, he kept, and he's still alive, by the way, today. Um, And he wrote the book, uh, uh, I think, um, Killer of the Unicorn, because he said Dorothy was so innocent, like a unicorn, and magical. And, you know, he, he said it was just, he couldn't believe what happened. I mean, what happened to Dorothy and honestly I'm pretty sure at that moment Hef and everybody was like oh my god you know we knew it we we knew that this was going to happen you know it's like most people say when you just know something's going to happen you just know it you can feel it you can feel it really coming and um yeah I mean she was just taken off of this earth and um yeah, I mean it's just sad, you know. You could you can just imagine what could have been if you know she would have lived, and you know, and just listening to the beautiful music and just imagining, you know, myself what could have been, you know. And, and you, Dorothy had a wonderful, wonderful personality, and as they say, she also had a wonderful. Soul and spirit. And I really feel that about her when I think of her or if I talk about her. But I mean, I can't help it. I mean, since I've known Hef, I mean, and since I've known about her spring, I just think of her. and, and other people as well that has perished um, springtime remind me of them. you know, it really, really does. And I feel like they're smiling down right now. As I am um, recording this. Yeah. But um, thank you all so much. For the wonderful feedback. Thank you all so much. For tuning in weekly. To my radio podcast. Thank you all for asking me for more. And giving me pointers. Um, Also. Letting me know what you like. For me to discuss next. And. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I, I I really enjoy doing this. I really do. Um, (laughs) I got so much to talk about, like I told you before, but I am out of here. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you so much again. And you have a wonderful morning or if it's good afternoon or evening or good night. Until next time, tuning in, this is me, Becca Sweet, saying take care of yourself, love you, and until then, so long.